welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about the third album from British band Porridge Radio, titled Waterslide, Diving Board, Ladder to the Sky, and it starts with a song called Back to the Radio. Lock all the windows and march up the stairs And you're looking to me, but I'm so unprepared for it Nothing's the same and I swear that I'm haunted It's not fair to you and it's not what I wanted But we Radio are a four-piece from Brighton. This is yet another British band that we're talking about. And they started getting attention when their second album, Every Bad, was released literally in the first month of the pandemic. So instead of kind of treating that as their launching off point and going on tour and really heavily promoting that album, even though it got a lot of critical recognition, they just kind of buckled down and wrote this third album, which is called, again, Water Slide, Diving Board, Ladder to the Sky. Yeah, the... I, th- I would say this t- album title is a way of saying we're not going to be trying hard to be down the middle. You're going to have to figure out what this album is about. And I'm fine with, you know, I think this oftentimes I really try to get my arms around an album. And here I was kind of able to let go a little bit in terms of meaning and just really focus on the feeling. And I think part of that is a lot of, yeah, a lot of these lyrics are very kind of just super emotional and very universal sounding so there's just this these senses of like a feeling separated from someone feeling emotions that you can't handle and it's all very just yeah, immediate there's a lot of catharsis and a lot of raw emotion and just you feel that in front person dana margolin is the song the lead songwriter and she just has a really expressive voice with a lot of kind of opaque lyrics that are expressing a lot of strong emotions yeah i really like the mixture of sounds here where her voice yeah it's always kind of almost on the verge of breaking just you you feel that emotion and then that there is a lot of kind of very playful kind of organ sounds and weird almost like toy piano like ding 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 sounds and then also capable of coming into the song is like a minute of really noisy instrumental just kind of feedback and that they can have that noise at their disposal but then back off and really go to a very class clean kind of instrumentation it's really nice so the next song we'll play is called birthday party Crying always feeling kind of 
songwriting confidence here of being able to just have this repeated I don't want to be loved and then keep going and just keep amping up the energy more and more as the gets more and more unhinged the voice starts to break more and more the drums get more urgent and there's this high organ that in other types of music would be would be pretty and soothing and instead it's the sound of anxiety it's really astounding yeah it's it's kind of surprising that i guess with three albums it's not maybe that surprising but they've been around since 2014 where margo lynn who's the front person started playing her songs at an open mic and then sort of gathered together the rest of the band it was other students who were with her at brighton there's georgie stott on keyboards and backing vocals maddie Rael on bass and sam yardley on drums and keyboards and you can kind of tell that she started out just writing poetry and writing lyrics as a very young person and then eventually like learned guitar in order to bring her songs more to life and i feel like this is music that you can kind of tell comes like starts with the lyrics and starts with the emotion in the lyrics and then the other the rest of the instrumentation brings it to life yeah the i mean clearly the singing style is not a traditional kind of prettiness but it works for this material this anxiety of being constantly in this state of wanting a thing but not wanting to want the thing and you know the push pull of feeling completely no matter where you are never being comfortable and it sounds it's a little bit exhausting but it's also their energy and inventiveness makes it yeah i am not as it's trained as i would expect by 12 tracks of this yeah, I'm I'm quoting an interview with her, which is she says the core values were always be vulnerable, try and connect with people, try and communicate your inner world, try to understand emotions and what's going on, and just try and give yourself a space to do that. Porridge Radio is about being messy and chaotic. Yeah, it is the yeah, it is the sound of messiness, but it's also I, I love that every one of these verses just you feel these cracked up. Yeah, she's opening up her mind, and it is great to see and i think we keep digging deeper and deeper into this sort of ambiguity and anxiety and the next track we'll play it's called rotten this year the taste of apples changed and i did a bad thing this year the taste of apples changed and i say what i need now
I think one thing this album does well is the loud, quiet, loud, which is a little bit of a cliche. But, you know, the last clip that we played at of the towards the end of Birthday Party was the really loud, cathartic, noisy part. And then this is the more quiet, pretty part. A lot of the songs start out quiet and pretty and then get very loud and messy. This one kind of stays quiet throughout. Yeah, I think we get we hear it kind of get as as oomph as you get where it's like oh you kind of have the more stripped down guitar sound and then oh the drums come in and it's really processed and then we step back and like no we're gonna go to the clean guitar sound again maybe leave some of the percussion back in and i think this is a nice counterpoint to something like birthday party where it was all about the repetition just ramping up and ramping up and wrapping up and here structurally it's delightful where there's like oh a little kind of intro section which then just goes away and there isn't like any sort of verse chorus concept until it kind of meanders along through this section we hear there's a little kind of refrain about contrasting outside and inside and trying to find peace somewhere and then it rec- it loops back to like oh the taste of the apple's changed but you know i'm doing whatever i can to keep the rot from spreading like that i'm trying to manage in an insane world and it's you know it's yet another pandemic album that really hits it like you're trying to survive when things are pretty nuts Yeah, it also introduces the theme of, you know, food and eating and kind of physical bodily presence, which is uh, features in a lot of her lyrics. And, you know, here we're talking about tasting apples and eating the things that, you know, make you, I forget what the lyric is, but make you that are good for you. And then there's, you know, some other imagery somewhere else about slicing tomatoes and there's just a lot of food happening and then you know just a lot of physicality like you know there's a song that we'll get to later called splintered where it's all around written around this metaphor of a splinter under your skin and it's just it's kind of like what were you around a lot during the pandemic is food and kind of your daily routines and your own body yeah and definitely some, and also apparently dogs, because I feel like yeah. in Birthday Party, there's a type of like, why won't the dog pick up the stick? And then there's kind of a really pretty, but also very distressing section towards the end of the song where it's like, set the dogs on me while trying. And it's it kind of goes into this call and response. And it's uh, really, yeah, it's pretty, but also sad and distressing. And yeah, I love, yeah, that, you know, they, they can be super repetitive and then here very just all over the place. And it's, it works so well. And finding these little moments of explosion and release. And I think it culminates in, I think, the most dramatic, big sounding record on the album. Song which, on the album. Did I say yeah. record on the album? Yeah. Yes, I meant song on the album. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's this sort of longest centerpiece track. It's called You Could Be Happy If You Want To. My head is stuck to your head.
love how they're playing the structure here that this song I, on some sense it has verses and choruses but all of the verses are at the start and all of the choruses are at the end <laughs> and so it is such an insane buildup of this just verse after verse of feeling anxiety about connection with someone or with a fan base or whatever have you I love how ambiguous it is it's a per- personal relationship or the relationship of artists with an audience but whatever it is that explodes into the catharsis of like I'm just going for it and I'm going to express myself and be love and be an artist even if it hurts like hell even if it feels like stripping my own skin off i'm gonna do it and it's really pretty yeah it is the backing vocals are so pretty and the keyboard is also very kind of otherworldly and it really creates a mood with the song it's interesting to me how much of the keyboards are doing the like melodic work on this record and you know, Margolin has said herself that she wasn't, you know, a get the, you know, again, she was writing lyrics at the beginning and then learned the guitar later. So she doesn't feel that strong, like she's that strong at it. And there was a quote that I just have to read from an interview that I read with her where she says, you don't need to know what you're doing to, she's talking about playing guitar. You don't need to know what you're doing to do it. Do it badly and do it in a way that lets you express what you need to express and don't expect anything from it. There are always going to be men in guitar shops who think they know better than you. There are always going to be men everywhere who think they know better than you. So maybe it's fine to just ignore them. No, I I, I love how much this band is not a guitar forward band by mm-hmm. a stretch of the imagination. I think this, the keyboards, the organs are so great. They have such a throwback feel in terms of that really just warm reverb kind of sound. And yet throughout, it never feels anything other than completely fresh and completely immediate and that just three note or the it's so hypnotic and creates yeah this yeah it's incredibly cathartic and this is just a such great track sequencing to put this right in the center of the record it is really blows me away and i it is i think at five minutes the longest track on the album and i i wouldn't mind if it went on for another couple but it's probably perfect for it to it's it's yeah I'm I'm blown away and I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I think we need to move on to another song. So the, the we go from this very warm sound as you mentioned to what sounds almost kind of cold and electronic in the next track that we'll play it's called Jealousy. Jealousy makes me bad but nothing makes me quite as sad as you.
has a much more electronic feel and that sludgy kind of downbeat at the beginning really sets the tone for the kind of minor key darkness of the song. Well, I love the contrast where the drum sound is so processed, but then there are comparatively clean piano sounds. Mm -hmm. And so that contrast is really nice, I think, going into it. And that sort of starts off with a little ambiguity, like that kind of, I don't know where the song is going, amps up the sound incredibly with much, much louder guitars, louder drums, this kind of synth string section that comes into the chorus Mm -hmm. and then keeps going into that next verse and then pulls it all away and sticks back to that pretty clean piano sound. And so by the end of the song, it really is just almost pretty clean. And so it starts off sludgy, gets grandiose and then strips back to just a real simple simple sound to i think match this basic notion of someone who's like saying no i'm i'm easy to get to know really really and maybe she's trying to convince herself and by the end you get the sense she's not convincing herself and there's just it's uh it's it's rough she's she seems to be having a tough time of it well that's this whole record i mean i think this is definitely one of those records that you can put on when you're going through challenging times and makes you feel heard like someone else feels your pain the way you feel it and there's definitely a place for those records in our lives yeah it is not a party record but (laughs) it is also not it's not a downer because yeah the all of these tough times are not reason for despair it's reason to dust yourself off and keep going and be strong because i think this band is showing that in their god to drop your album right at the beginning of the pandemic oh it's such a bummer they didn't know yeah but to yeah, they just got they got slammed by fate, as did we all in various ways. So the next song we'll play is called Splinter. Don't want my body to be touched. to figure out what section to play because the structure is very strange. Most of these have kind of, they start out with some verse and then maybe what you would consider a chorus and then it often just breaks apart into these repetitive, like I wouldn't even necessarily call them choruses, but just like repetitive lines over and over again that come to this catharsis and the instrumentation really amps up the emotion too as it's repeated and it really kind of drives these thoughts home yeah i think that maybe refrain is the better word because it's just so about repeat these repeated phrases but then how much 
the phrases get tweaked a little bit. So you get this nice, you cut me out. You can't cut me out. Don't cut me out. You cut me out. And so this different takes on it. It's going to happen. Please don't. And also the call and response of like, you're cutting me out. I'm pushing you out. And yeah, this, this, how, yeah, you, I think you described this as making something, these emotions so visceral that she's feeling this, not just as, oh, I, I want someone to love me. I don't, I, I'm uncomfortable with that, but it's deep in the body and it's, yeah, I feel so, you know, it's anxious and intense, but also, you know, it's exhilarating. And, and, and that's, and that's how, you know, be being afraid to be in love be, and how that feels. It's really capturing the, that. Essence. The backing vocals do a lot of work on this album. I think they're not, they're subtle, but they're really important because I think without them, a lot of these songs would feel very claustrophobic and especially with the intensity of the emotion of just having this one voice, it's a little bit too intense and having the backing vocals both brings like breaks it up a little bit and also makes you feel like you're she's not the only person in the room like there's someone else who's hearing this and responding and it it like and maybe it's just me it makes it feel less distressing in a way yeah they're i mean it's just sonically the backing vocals are very pretty they're very they, it's yeah, like, and they're oh, in, a, in a, calm, a calm tone too yeah pretty and calm yeah mostly although i feel like on this song, maybe a little less so, but in general, there is always that sense of like, okay, I'm being pulled back. You're not, you're not jumping off the cliff here. Everything is fine. Mm. But yeah, it is, it is a, a tough balance to strike and they do. And it's, I am amazed by how much these, it, it's funny to like look up the lyrics for these songs and like, oh my God, how is the song this repetitive? And it doesn't feel that way because there's so much variety by trading off who's kind of taking lead and who's taking backing because often like particular sentiments with this, you know, it's entirely like you do something, you're cutting me, I'm pushing you out. And then that kind of gets traded back between the backing and lead vocals and intensity of the instruments ramps up and down. I think this uh, this song for sure has like situations where the drums get really intense. It's... Yeah, it's every song is a ride, and so it's sort of funny because yeah, it feels like the lyrics come first, and yet they these songs which are so repetitive only work because there's so much variety in the instrumentation. Yeah. So the next song we'll play is the penultimate track, and it's called "The Rip." The back of my head, the back of my hands, I threw it away before it went bad. As good as it looks, worse than it seems. Drove home in a daze You're all that I need The top of my lungs The top of my voice You're all that I want You're all that I want I pulled it apart Sick at the seams Hot day in August You're all that I need The back of my head The back of my hands I threw it
So this track I really appreciate because on an album full of songs that are in various ways, I think a little bit not super welcoming, this has such a poppy sound to it. It has this just almost like these new wave synths and then hard rock guitar and arpeggiator and it feels so fun and in some ways the sort of emotion is I think maybe a little more of a conventional kind of breakup song and yet it still leans into that hey we're just going to repeat it like if we have a lyric like my heart aches I'm just going to sing it over and over and over again until you get the message that my heart aches. And this one, it's it's got that repetition, and then the emotional catharsis of the the noisy instrumental solo, which is where we faded out with the guitar, like you said. Yeah, I love it. It's, but yeah, I love that it's like in, in this al- I think album, which I think leans on yeah, like organ and piano mm-hmm. as the upfront instruments. This to go just yeah, we're gonna go guitar loud, arena rock, and the synths are going to feel super. Yeah, I can't. That use of the arpeggiator that is aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about this is so aggro. And it's a really nice to slip it in here at the end of the album where it's like, no, we're not taking our foot off the off the accelerator. We're going, we're going for it. And the entire album, like it's what, 12 tracks, and I had a hell of a time trying to drop some of them. I think the ones we didn't talk about also are generally very strong. They're usually very high energy. Uh, I think that's a good choice because I think the emotions all across the album are pretty downer, but they're handled with, yeah, handled with a fist in the air, not head in the hands. Yeah, they have a very epic feel, which I know is what the band has said they were going for on this record. And I think with this kind of intense raw emotion in the vocal style and the lyrics you can go one of two ways one is very intimate and kind of like close mic'd with the vocals really taking the forefront and these are much more like balanced and it's this song in particular i feel like you could play it to a stadium and it would go over really well yeah i think this is the closest this is sort of like the trojan horse of getting the fans in of like oh this this band rocks it's like well Kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to know they can. And, I, and I'm and i also always like with a, you know, relatively early in the career, what, third album mm-hmm. kind of band. It's always, I like to see this like, oh, here's hints of the things we could do. Just, you know, listen to us, go to our shows. We'll make more albums. We'll keep doing things to surprise you. Yeah, they're relatively young. So they're still, I think, figuring out their sound. And I think this is a real leap forward in seeing what the potential is because there's a real range of tone, but it all, it, it hangs together. Like it, it really sounds like an album. The vocals and the the synth styles really make it sound cohesive. Yeah, and I think they're a band who went from, I was really not aware of them, honestly, prior to this record and then started to hear the whispers of like, Hey, this, this this record's really good. And to dive in without the background of the earlier work, honestly, yeah, admitting that, but that it just, you know, two by four to the head of like, Oh, this is so different. It's even when it's quiet, it's emotionally devastating. Mm -hmm. And when it's loud, it is yeah overwhelming. 
And by the way, Dana Margolin is also a visual artist, and the cover art is a painting called Waterslide Diving Board Ladder to the Sky, which is where the title of the album comes from. And it's also the title track. The last song is the title track. And so we're going to go out with that. Again, we've been discussing the third Porridge Radio album, Waterslide Diving Board Ladder to the Sky, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. member of the bff.fm podcast network learn more at podcast.bff.fm bff.fm best frequencies forever